0: We won't always make the right choice. Sometimes we're going to push too hard. Sometimes we may not push them hard enough and it's okay to mess up. And I don't want to call it mess up, right? We're doing the best we can with what we have. We are human. We're going to make decisions with what we know. We're going to do our best. We will recover. And so will our kids. Because when it comes down to it, when we have that connection, when they know that we love them, when they know what we do is all about love, this will mend that little mess up really, really quickly. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Visit HomeThreads.com slash parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's HomeThreads.com slash parenting to get your code for 15% off your order. Because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads Love where you live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So I had an episode almost completely ready to go, and then something happened with my kids this week, well, one of my kids in particular, and I just felt like that would make a really good topic for an episode, which is how to support kids to be brave. I'm gonna talk about what that looks like and how we can do this by age. So as we know, kids just like adults will run the spectrum of risk-taking from highly risk-averse to kids who seem to have no fear at all. But most kids will fall somewhere in the middle. Regardless, everyone has areas where they're more open to taking risks and areas where they're much more risk-averse. These areas might be physical risk, There'll be kids who will try almost any physical new task easily, from standing, walking, climbing, jumping to grab a bar, and seem to have no fear whatsoever. Other kids seem to have no fear of meeting and talking to new people, be that their own peers or even adults. Some kids are very unsure and timid about trying anything new, whether it's a new class, a new task, meeting new people, greeting a well-known relative or trying a physical new task. So what does it mean to be brave? And how do we help our kids cultivate this mindset, this attribute? Being brave doesn't mean we don't experience fear. It means we feel the fear and we do it anyway. Being brave or being courageous means overcoming our thoughts of fear to do something we would like to do or accomplish or to start to embody a trait that we admire, but we're afraid to try. Think of being brave as showing up for the self. And I feel like this description is really important because being brave isn't about forcing ourselves to be something we don't want to be, to fit in, or to fit an ideal that others have for who we're supposed to be. It's not that at all. Being brave actually means showing up for the self, standing up when we don't want to fit in, when we don't want to squeeze into the box that others have for us, that takes courage. Courage and bravery are about stepping into the person we would like to be, that we would like to become and not letting fear stop us. So how do we help our kids become brave and embody this trait? Now, this takes some real awareness on our part as parents, because if we're not self-aware, And we're not tuned in with our kids, we might inadvertently end up pushing them into trying to fit an ideal that we think they should embody versus who they truly are, who they want to be, and who they're meant to embody. The other piece of this that's difficult with kids is they're on the early part of their journey of figuring out who they are, what they want to do, what they want to be like, what they want to embody. So we also need to be very aware of this when working with them. But I'm going to give some great ways to build a strong foundation in the early years and then how you can work with them as they get older. Because this is when working on these characteristics can be a lot more fun. They're really starting to blossom in those years of 9, 10, 12 and up. And supporting them and opening up to their true selves is a really amazing process to be a part of. Okay, before I get into the foundational pieces, which is great for all ages, it's important to take a look at ourselves and our relationship with our own courage and fear. It doesn't mean you have to fix your relationship with your fears and overcome them or feel like you have some attributes of fears that you've wanted to overcome and now you have to go out and do that before you can be a good leader for your kids. It does not mean that at all. But just having an understanding Of where you are in relationship to this process. Am I good at this? Have I been someone who works to overcome my fears to accomplish goals, to step into the person I want to be? Or do I shy away from that? Have I done this throughout my life? Why have I done this? Where would I like to do this if I could? Maybe I'm great in some areas, but I've avoided others. Whatever the answers are, it's all good. It's just about understanding. It's not about having to do and overcome. If after taking inventory of all of this and you realize you do want to work on it, that's great too. It is not a prerequisite by any means. What is a prerequisite is understanding yourself in this area so that you don't mistake your regrets for something you think your child may want or your child should do or have or be. Something like, I was so shy as a child. So I missed out on a lot. I wish I were more outgoing. So I want my child to have a different experience. So you push your child to be more outgoing. This comes from a good place, but pushing a child to be outgoing when they may be happy and more comfortable being quiet or reserved or having just a few close friends isn't helping them be brave. It's pushing them to become something they may not want to be, at least at this point in their life. So now we're going to start with the younger kids and their foundation. With younger kids, toddlers, and preschoolers, it's very common to experience separation anxiety and some push-pull when it comes to their security versus their autonomy. They need parents for pretty much everything, for food, for shelter, for connection, for safety, and yet there's this push for independence at the same time. I want to do things for myself. I want to make decisions for myself. I want to decide for myself. Things like when to leave the park, when to stop playing, how to be pushed on the swing, how to go down the slide, and how many times. But I also want to make sure my parents are there for me when I need them. I want to make sure I'm safe to lose control with my emotions. And I want to know they're there for my physical needs too. This is why you'll often see young children check in with a parent during a play date, a park visit, or at play spaces. Young kids will exhibit the spectrum of being afraid to leave a parent's side at all, to making a beeline to their favorite toy, friend, or play apparatus and not look back, and not even look back the entire time they're there, to everything in between. These are all normal responses. The child who is fearful to leave a parent's side will eventually venture off once they feel secure. They may not do that today or tomorrow or next week. But the more accepted they feel, the easier it will be for them to explore when they are ready. These scenarios are all about meeting our kids where they are. The language will sound something like this I can see you are really feeling unsure about exploring today. Would you like to play a game with me or or have a snack right now? I know when you feel ready, you will go explore. This supports an unsure child in feeling loved. Supported and accepted. It builds the foundation of security. Whereas pushing a child to go play will only heighten the feelings of insecurity and will make them feel more anxious about separating. On top of it, it will actually decrease their ability to feel their fear and overcome, which will prolong the process. The basic attitude we will have is encouragement without expectation. So the statements like, I know when you're ready, you will go explore, is exactly that. It embodies this. It's encouragement without expectation. And knowing it may not happen today or tomorrow or next week, whatever that is, sliding down the slide, swinging across the monkey bars, joining other kids in the sandbox. And this goes for older kids too. Encouraging without expectation will give them the feeling of support without feeling like they're letting us down right? Like my mom or my dad wants me to do this thing and I'm not feeling like doing it. I'm letting them down. I'm disappointing them. We can tell them, let me know if you'd like me to help you. Would you like to go down the slide together? Would you like me to come with you to play in the sandbox? Would you like me to hold your legs while you try to swing across the monkey bars? I'll catch you if you decide you want to get down. There are all ways of supporting and encouraging without pushing. Now, with older kids, you can push a little harder, and I'm going to talk about that when I get to the older kids in just a minute. Once this foundation is built, balancing autonomy with independence, there are times we may need to exhibit some tough love. Sometimes we'll do great, and other times we may push too hard. You won't always get it perfect. I usually do really well, but there are a few times I've pushed too hard. So I'm going to talk about that, about the balance how we handle these scenarios in a few minutes. Bravery is a muscle. And every time we, adults or kids, it doesn't matter, we face down our fears and we overcome, it gives us confidence to try the next thing. I've actually really been working on this for myself lately, doing things that scare me. It builds confidence in our ability to try and to conquer. Every time we try something and we do it and we overcome, We gain more confidence to do it the next time, to take the next step, to be brave in something else that we really are afraid of. Now, of course, self-esteem is a key ingredient for this, for kids and adults of all ages. Good self-esteem does not make us immune by any means to fear or allowing our fears to stop us, but it is a really important building block, and it's a positive contributor in supporting our ability to face down our fears and overcome. Right? If we're confident in ourselves, we're confident in our abilities, we're much more likely to say, I can do this. If we're timid, we're shy, we're scared, we're unsure, it's really hard to build ourselves up to overcome that fear. Now I've done several episodes on self-esteem. Episode number two called How to Support and Build Kids Self-Esteem. Episode number 261, Self-Esteem Secrets to Success. And episode number two eighty-three, self-esteem surprising pitfalls and what to do instead, and episode 302, not that long ago, one simple tool to build self-esteem, cooperation, growth mindsets. These all cover some great information on supporting kids in building solid self-esteem. Now, some of the information may overlap, but there's plenty in those episodes to help you get started on the right track with building self-esteem in kids of any age. I'm going to cover more tips for helping kids overcome fear and find their courage A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Now that we're back, here's another building block for kids of all ages, and that is a growth mindset. A growth mindset is the belief that we can improve, that we can change with effort and focus that we can problem solve and do things differently or better the next time. The trait is imperative if we are to overcome our fears, to push ourselves beyond, to become the person that we want to become. If we believe our skills and our talents are fixed, that failure defines us, then we will never have the courage to try something new. Especially if we fail at it, we're never going to want to go back and try again. We'll always make an excuse to sit out and not try. Growth mindset is a building block to overcoming on so many levels, not just bravery, but academically, in relationships, in career success, in our hobbies. And research shows that children do not pick up a growth mindset simply through modeling, simply by being around people who have a growth mindset. Being around parents or teachers with a growth mindset does not seem to rub off on kids. It actually needs to be explicitly taught. So I have two episodes that go into growth mindset more in depth, number 193 called Helping a Perfectionistic Fixed Mindset Preschooler, and the episode I already just mentioned, number 302, The One Simple Tool to Build Self-Esteem, Growth Mindset, etc. So that one covers a technique that does both of those, self-esteem, growth mindset, and more. So that's a great one. Self-esteem and growth mindset are two really important building blocks. Not just for helping kids embrace the bravery, but they also contribute to happiness, success in all areas of life. So I strongly recommend building an understanding of those concepts and learning how to impart those. So now I'm going to share what happened in our house this week as an example of how to encourage older kids. Then I'm going to talk about pushing kids a little harder using some tough love. I'm going to talk about when I did it well. And when I didn't do it so well, because it really illustrates the balance of how we're going to help kids with bravery and help them overcome their fears, but also how we won't always be perfect. We won't always make the right choice. Sometimes we're going to push too hard. Sometimes we may not push them hard enough and it's okay to mess up. And I don't want to call it mess up, right? We're doing the best we can with what we have. We are human. We're going to make decisions with what we know. We're going to do our best, we will recover, and so will our kids. Because when it comes down to it, when we have that connection, when they know that we love them, when they know what we do is all about love, this will mend that little mess up really, really quickly. Okay, so our son Chandler is really talented with improv, accents, and impersonations. There's a school talent show coming up, and tryouts were a few weeks ago. Now, at first he was on board, but then he waffled. He said he didn't want to do it. So I sat him down and we had a heart-to-heart talk. And you know, what's cool about older kids is you can have these amazing talks. You can really pull out your knowledge and your experience as a human with your kids as they get older. And I talked about things like that great rewards in life come from taking risks. I said that he needs to decide who he wants to be, how he wants to show up in the world. I told him that being funny may not feel like it's that important, but that the world needs funny people. We need people who can make us laugh because life is hard. And we need people to help us take our minds off of our difficulties for a while. We need people to help us not take ourselves so seriously. And I told him how talented he is and why I think so. And I shared about my recent solo backpacking trip, about the difficulties I encountered, and how I wanted to quit when I fell down, when I lost my footing. And my backpack, the weight of my backpack threw off my balance. I scraped up my elbow and my knee and I told myself, I'm not cut out for this. But I said I would have been really disappointed in myself if I quit. And I needed to prove to myself that I could complete the goal that I set out to do. Hike in, set up my camp all by myself, stay overnight by myself in the middle of nowhere and hike back out in the morning and live to tell about it. I told him I wasn't going to force him to do this, that it's his choice. I want him to take some time and think about it. So a few hours later, he said he didn't want to do it. He said he would do it next year. And I explained that you don't overcome fear by pushing things off. You overcome fear by facing it and doing the very thing that you are afraid of. You get better by doing. You don't get better by avoiding. It gets easier each time you do it, but the first time is always the hardest. It won't be any easier next year if he doesn't do it this year. And I asked him, what is your biggest fear? He said, it's actually a couple of boys in school who make fun of everyone for everything. And I said, people like that make fun of other people because they don't feel confident in themselves. I said, do you think that Miguel will be at tryouts? Do you think that he'll be brave enough to put himself out there? Of course, Chandler said, no. I said, do you want to let someone like Miguel stop you from trying something? Do you want to give Miguel power to keep Chandler from being Chandler? Do you want to let other people dictate keeping you small? And I said, every other kid who shows up for tryouts will be feeling exactly the same as you they will be afraid too. They are going to be anxious and nervous too. You will be among friends. They will be cheering you on because they know how hard it is to get up there. You will be amongst your friends at tryouts. And he said, okay, I'll do it. So I hope this example helps and illustrates that my intentions are about supporting Chandler and showing up as his true self in being authentic and being brave, not forcing him to do a talent show because I want him to do the talent show. I want him to do what he wants to do. And he has told me he wants to become an actor. And if that is truly the case, this is the perfect opportunity to get his feet wet in a friendly and much less competitive environment. So here's a couple of times I did push harder. And these are both with my daughter, both around swimming. So the first time, was a time I pushed too hard. So my daughter had been moved up to the highest group in her age. She was 10 years old. They'd put her in this gold group, I guess. It was a longer practice. It was a harder practice. She really was just not having it. But the problem was she told me right before it was time to get ready for practice. And I had already paid for the month. It was the beginning of the month. And I was just like, you can't tell me right now that you want to quit today. Like we made this commitment. You need to finish out the month. And I pushed her to go to practice. And we'd had a couple of days of this. This was like the second or third day that I had to really kind of push her to go back to practice and just remind her she needed to finish out the month. Well, so this was the third day and I'd pushed her again. At the end of practice, she comes back to the car and she is in tears. They made her start the practice with a 500-yard non-stop swim for warm-up. She was just done. And I realized I had pushed her too hard. And I said, okay, you're done. You don't have to come back again. The next time was a time I also had to push harder. It was also around swim practice. So this was four or five months later. She had decided she wanted to go back to swim. She had a new friend at school that she had met that day. She was her new BFF that they had just connected and had this instant friendship. And she was on a swim team. And Taylor said she wanted to go back to swim. It was a different swim team. And she said she wanted to go back because she wanted to do it with Naya. And I said, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And she said, yes, I do. I want to go back. I'm like, all right. So we went to try out the swim. She got all ready. I drove her over to practice. Her friend Naya was there. And the first thing was, because it's a smaller team, it was kids ages 10 all the way up to like 17. They had it was just uh the higher level practice. So they had the older kids in with it. And she has this thing about teenagers. She gets very anxious around older kids, around teenagers. And she was 10 at the time, still 10 at the time. And so we get there to practice. Her friend Naya's there. She's gonna get in the lane with her friend Naya, and she just starts freaking out. She's got tears in her eyes. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to go in. The coach is waiting for her. Practice is starting. And I had to give her some tough love and a little bit of pep talk. And I was like, listen, we drove. We got all ready. We drove all the way out here. You said you wanted to do this. Like, I know you're feeling really nervous. There's nothing that's going to happen to you here. You're going to be in a lane with your friend. You need to at least try it. I need you to get in the water and I need you to try it. I need you to start practice. If you absolutely decide after you've been in the water for 15 or 20 minutes that you're just, you don't want to do this and you want to leave, you may get out of the water and we will leave and we won't come back. She did get in the water. She stayed in the practice. She enjoyed it. And she continued on the swim team for quite some time. And she actually, at a meet broke her older brother's 100 freestyle record by five seconds at 10 years old. She broke the record, he said, at 12 years old because she overcame her fear that day, got in the pool and did the work. Okay. So I have a couple announcements that I'm going to cover. I'd like to put them at the end of the episode. So if you want to stay and listen to the announcements, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. The first is that I have an Instagram account called Your Village Online, where I put up parenting tip videos, if you'd like to follow over there. The second is I have a new podcast that is now out. By the time this episode releases, I should have three to four episodes of that new podcast. It's called Minding the Gap or Aaron Royer Presents Minding the Gap. And it is about the process of human transformation. It's about showing up authentically as ourselves in life and stepping into the person that we would like to become and that process of doing that. If that's something that's interesting to you, I invite you to check out that podcast. And there's an Instagram account that goes with that podcast as well, Erin M. Royer, E-R-I-N-M-R-O-Y-E-R. And I put up video tips on that account as well. If you want to learn more about self-esteem, growth mindset, supporting your kids to be brave, There's two self-esteem classes, one for kids zero to five and one for kids five plus and all the ways that you can support them having really strong self-esteem. Then there's the growth mindset class as well. And then any of the positive discipline classes will always help to support and build that connection, which is also just an important foundation for everything for our kids in growing into the person that they are meant to be. And all of those are on the website at yourvillageonline.com along with all of the 60 parenting classes. Thanks for listening and see you next week. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.